Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 971 FM Talk Podcast. America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like, whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. which if you're just tuning in, means nothing. It means that you are tuning in for right now, and right now is all that matters. However, I do have to mention that if you want to return to the last hour and go back to the past, stick with us if you were all about the future. Because we're, we're, we're going headlong into the future just by the nature of time itself. I don't want to get into the physics of it, but we're always traveling into the future. If you want to travel into the past... Get the Odyssey app. You can rewind, listen to the first hour, which was fantastic. Although I'm going to say that regardless because I'm the host. Or you can get the podcast, which will be up shortly at 971talk.com. I have been looking forward, though, to getting to this topic all morning. So the news that Politico is reporting out here that I'm, I'm you know, is the topic of discussion here is, is that cinema, Kristen Cinema, has, uh, popped the Democrats' trial balloon on getting rid of the filibuster. So I'll, I'll tell you what <clears throat> is going on with this in general, but really this is part of a bigger conversation about what 2022 is going to look like here. At, we are at the end of 2021. We're, we're just about out of the woods on 2021. And uh, let me qualify that by saying it's not been a good year as far as policy goes from this White House or this Congress, but they've had narrow enough majorities in both houses of Congress that we've really been able to limit the damage concerning spending specifically. 
Yes, there was a big infrastructure bill that passed. Yes, I was critical of that. Although, in theory, you know, it's not just because Trump tried to pass an infrastructure bill, too. And they, they wouldn't pass his because they didn't want to give him a victory. That That's the truth. Um, and then they go ahead and pass their, theirs, which is bigger. But, you know, that is one of the roles of government is providing critical infrastructure. There's a lot of stuff in this bill that's not infrastructure, and that's where we come at it and criticize it. And there's a lot in it that's really pushing the country toward things that we don't need to push. You know, green energy is great. I actually don't know why anybody would be opposed to green energy. It's fantastic. But you got to let the market take care of it. If the market, if you're providing a more expensive product that's doing the same thing, then, yeah, I mean, if you're super principled and you're like, well, down with fossil fuels, I'm going to get green energy, I'm going to pay more for it. Well, fine, maybe there's a market for that. Uh, and there is a market for that. Or I, I want to use a car that uses less gas because it's going to you know, save me money. There is a market for those things. But that's the point. Let the market drive it. It's going to push innovation. If you p- keep putting government subsidies into everything, it actually holds back innovation. It holds back new inventions. It holds back these things from getting better and greener. So if even if your whole point is to make things greener and make them better for the environment, the free market is better at doing that. Because what happens, and here, I didn't even know this. This isn't even the topic we're trying to get into this morning. So thank you for humoring me. Hopefully this is interesting. I'm super fascinated by it. So what's happened in California as a case study, very good case study, because they're doing all this with green energy, is that they, in about, let's say, the late 90s, early 2000s, started really investing in their own power grid to become more um, environmentally friendly. So what's happened is they would invest all of this money into technologies that at the time, let's say in 2003, This was the cutting-edge thing. So they put millions and millions, maybe even billions of dollars into something that's supposed to be cutting-edge, green technology for energy for the state of California. By the time they got done implementing it, it was already outdated. So you're you're propping up industries that, that shouldn't be propped up, and you're stifling innovation. How is that stifling innovation? Well... You already, well, first of all, you wasted a whole bunch of taxpayer money on things that aren't as useful now. But if you had just waited, you would have been able to spend less on something that was better. Also, those innovators don't end up innovating as much. They put their time and money and effort, well, effort, they're taking your money, and putting it into things that they know are going to get subsidies because that's where the money is. Because all innovators are doing is, (laughs) for the most part, trying to make big money. So if they realize that the free market is going to reward them for making a better product, they're going to do that. If they realize that the government is going to reward them for making an inferior product, or at least better than we currently have, but still not great. The kinks haven't been worked out yet, but there's something about it we like, so we're going to subsidize it. It stops innovation. Anyway, all of that to say this, looking forward to 2022 and this whole Kristen Cinema and the filibuster thing, We've been able to, and I say we as not Republicans or conservatives, but as people who understand mostly just basic economics, that you can't keep printing money and expect that that's going to fix the problem. It can fix problems temporarily, but we're even past that. 
Your temporary part, that was 2020. You printed money in 2020 to get you past the quote-unquote crisis. And I don't say quote-unquote as in COVID. I mean quote-unquote as in what the government did to try to solve COVID. That was the, the, the crisis the government created. So that's why you had to print money. So you did. You got through that. And then where are you? Well, then you get Joe Biden pretty much right on the heels of that. And his only solution, and Democrats in general, only solution to basically every problem is to spend more of your money or to spend China's money that they're borrowing. In steps Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin. These two people are the most powerful people in the country right now. I would say probably mostly Joe Manchin because he's the one really standing up to the spending. Cinema is too, but Joe Manchin is I'm amazed. I've always said this guy was kind of squishy middle, but on the the spending bills in particular, he's had a pretty strong backbone and said now that this uh, Build Back Better, or whatever you're calling it, Joe Biden's new $1.7 trillion climate and social spending bill, that's according to Politico. That, that's not me spinning that. That's Politico says that, um, is dead because he will not add one penny to the deficit. Bravo, Joe Manchin. That's great. Um, so here's what they're going to pivot to in 2022. They're going to, according to all reports, they're not going to give up on this. They're still going to try to pass this. But nothing's really changed in terms of the rules. Let me tell you what that means. In 2021, they passed so many spending bills early in the year that we don't don't talk about those much because they didn't make a lot of news. And they weren't as mammoth as this bill would have been, or really even as big as the infrastructure bill would have been. They were just spending bills. That's what Democrats do. They pass spending bills. And they had 50 votes so they could do it. Well, they passed enough of them that the Senate parliamentarian, this is a person who makes up the rules for the Senate, has said, you can only pass one more bill like this through reconciliation, which you only need 50 votes for. You don't need the full Senate. You don't have to break the filibuster. So... Everybody thought, well, Republicans are going to block them from passing anything else so that they can only use reconciliation one more time in 2021. Well, Republicans were stupid, and they didn't do that, and they passed the infrastructure bill without really doing anything to it. And that was it. Well, apparently, like, apparently it didn't matter because Democrats could not get their act together enough that they still didn't even pass another one, even though Republicans gave them the check. So... That that aside, what we're looking forward to at the beginning of 2022 is, A, they're going to start spending again. Now, they're going to focus on this build, build Back Better plan first, but I think they realize with Joe Manchin that they're not going to get this anywhere. Great. If we can hold out on that for as long as possible until November elections at least, or even past that because then they'll have lame duck sessions, then we will have avoided huge changes to American society. We will have basically avoided going into full-bore socialism. We're already more than halfway there, but there's there are little strings that haven't broken yet that are holding back the the boat from going down the, I don't know, spillway? (laughs) Making up an analogy as we go along. Uh, So that's one thing they're going to focus on, and they will focus on spending in other ways throughout 2022, but they're going to pivot hard to this voting rights stuff. They're going to claim that they're trying to save American democracy by changing 
our voting system. And they're, what they want to do, some of it's okay, and that's the stuff that they talk about the most, that actually might have bipartisan support, but they know that the stuff that's not okay is the real point, which is to expand mail-in voting like we've never seen before so that we can basically duplicate the problems of 2020. Um, makes it so easy. And I'm not talking about Democrats here. I'm talking about anybody. It makes it easier to cheat for anyone. Why would you want to do that? Hmm. Let me ask that question one more time. Why would you want to do that? Seems weird. But number two, it expands a lot of the early voting. And some of that is, in theory, not necessarily the worst thing in the world. But you just expand opportunities for problems. The whole having one day to vote thing really is the best way to get rid of any sort of possible fraud. And regardless of what party you're in or what your ideology is, I think we all agree that we want to limit the amount of possible fraud that could happen to our elections. I don't care if you say 2020 was the cleanest election you've ever seen in your life. I got a list of anomalies that I could show you that would change your mind if you're willing to listen to them. But regardless of whether you think the election was clean or not, these things shouldn't be in place because they expand opportunities for fraud. We've got to agree on that, right? So that's what they're going to focus on at the beginning of January. All reports are that they're pretty discouraged by it because of, and I keep coming back to her, Kristen Cinema. She has said, A, I'm in favor of this legislation. B, I will not get rid of the filibuster. B is the important part there. She can say she's in favor of it all day, but they will not pass that as long as there is a filibuster because they will not get one Republican vote. And yes, I know Republicans have been very, very weak, uh, raising the debt limit for absolutely no reason. And I mean absolutely no reason. None. But they are united against this because they know that Democrats are trying to basically ruin elections with some of the down-ticket stuff in this bill. Not the high-level stuff. Not the stuff that gets reported on the most. Not the stuff that your liberal friend tells you is in the bill. That stuff is actually not terrible. It's the little stuff. It's the deep stuff. That's the problem, and that's kind of the point of the bill. So watch for that in January, and prediction for the entire year, they're not really going to be able to get a lot done on these big legislative items because of the filibuster and because of Joe Manchin. So they're going to pass a lot of smaller spending bills. That's what you're going to see a lot of in the middle and end of 2022. More to come. Stick around. We're going to talk about last person on earth stuff. One of my favorite topics. That's coming up next week in America. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, you know how we always talk about inflation in terms of what it means to us as people buying things? Well, one of the ways we always do that is to frame it, you know, that the inflation rate last month was the high. Here's the problem. It, it was the highest in 40 years. They'll say that on the news, but, and I'm not saying they're trying to hide this. You know, sometimes I'm like, the news is actively trying to spin something. I don't think they're trying to do that. They'll say it's the highest in 40 years, 6.8, almost 7% increase in the goods you're buying over last year at this time. The problem is that it's not just, boom, one time you got this big jump. It has been that way and rising since probably April. So Biden takes office at the very end of January. February is fairly normal. March is you know, still within the parameters of normal. April, it starts to really jump up into the fours. And then May is in the fours. June, July, you start to see it in the fives. Now we're in the upper sixes. So it's not just this boom. Wow, prices rose a whole bunch in one month over year over year. It's that they're rising and rising and rising and rising. And we've still not peaked. So this November's numbers are the highest they've been. You watch the graph, and it just goes straight up, and we're still at the top of that thing. Hopefully, we've reached the top, but all indicators are that we have not. Um, This week, the Fed is announcing that they they are, and and I'm giving you the loose details here because it gets pretty deep stuff, Um, but if you're looking to borrow money, buy a house, open a business, that kind of stuff right now, do it now. And that's the reason that the real estate market is the way it is because they everybody sees inflation's coming. So they know that the rates are going to go up. Well, the Fed is, has said, yes, they are. Uh, they're keeping their Fed rates, at least right now, near zero. And they have throughout the whole, quote unquote, pandemic era of, let's say, 2020 and 2021. Hopefully we can turn the page on that here soon. But <clears throat> um, yeah, it's just, it's bad. And it looks like rates are going to start to go up to combat inflation. That has to happen. And everybody knew that everybody who has a brain and understands even basic economics knew that that had to happen. And it's one of the reasons you see <laughs> all these things are tied together, right? So I, 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 I unwrap one layer and it's like, I got to talk about the next one now. So the next one is that when you start to do that, everybody who has a lot of money, which is not me, but everybody, everybody who invests money knows why better spend it now. 
That's why you see this boom in buying. So when Jen Psaki gets up there and goes, oh, well, inflation's bad because everybody's buying so much. Well, that's partially true, but it's because they know they have to buy it now because if they don't, it's going to cost them money in the future. So they're going to buy all the stuff now. And I'm talking about big stuff. I'm talking about rich people. They're buying the, the most expensive cars, the expensive stuff that's hard to get. They're buying it up because they know, A, that inflation is going to make it more expensive. So if they wait until next month or the month after, it's going to cost them an additional 1% to 2% on something extremely expensive. Or six months from now, it'll be you know 5% more. Well, that's a lot of money when you're spending a lot of money. But two, they know that they're going to have to start increasing rates on borrowing money, and that's going to slow the economy down. And so it's buy now, buy now, buy now. We haven't seen the beginning of the slowing of the economy yet, but that's coming. And that is really unfortunate, but it is a natural byproduct of the policies that are in place, specifically the crazy spending. We got some good news this week on the spending package, the Build Back Better program. It, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look like it's going to pass, at least in its current form, at all, like the whole thing may just be done. Now, I don't see the Biden administration really having anything else to do, including Schumer and Pelosi, Congress. They, they, they really can't do anything other than talk about January 6th. So I don't think it's going to go away. They're just going to keep transforming it, keep transforming it until they can get somebody like Joe Manchin or Cinema to get on board. And then, I guess, try to pack, pass it through reconciliation. We'll see. But anyway, big takeaway is, before we get to kind of a fun thing here, is that interest rates are going to start to go up. So if you got a whole bunch of money in savings, you should see a little bit of a benefit from that. Um, but prices are not going to change. At best, they're going to flatten out, but we may not have seen the top of this thing yet. And the economy is going to start to slow next year because rates are going to start to go up. That's... That's bad news, but these are natural outcomes that have to happen to sort of temper everything. The, the bigger fear would be that the Fed would never do this, and you'd see, like, crazy inflation. We're already close to that. I mean, most in 40 years, and like I've said many times on the show, they don't even calculate it the same way. So 40 years ago, the way they calculated inflation was the way they do it now is much more generous to themselves. So this is actually worse than it's been probably in most people who are alive right now. I mean, I'm not going to go to the depression, but that's kind of where we're talking about as far as year over year. So <laughs> good morning. I hope you're having a great morning. There's the news. I mean, again, though, that's not the worst thing in the world. I had a good conversation with a friend of mine over the weekend about, uh, uh, some silver linings in this stuff. Again, I keep saying, we're going to get to some fun stuff in a minute. But there is some silver linings here. One of them is that with the problems in the supply chain, we're seeing companies, you know, we're still the biggest market in the world. No matter what people try to do to us short term, for now, we are the biggest market in the world. We're the wealthiest nation. We buy the most stuff. So companies want to and really have to do business here if they're going to be big. Most of those companies are American, and they're realizing we've got to produce things here. It's been cheaper in the past to produce things in China and overseas in Vietnam and to some extent India. Well, people, the, these big companies are realizing it's actually not worth the risk anymore. China's too closed, 
and they don't even care morally. I'm just saying business-wise, they know that China is too risky to really do long-term business with now because they could, at the drop of a hat, just decide, G could just go, I'm going to change the rules on everything. And you're seeing tech companies realize, you know, we can't even do business here. There, there basically are no American social media companies left. LinkedIn was the last one, and they announced a couple months ago they're leaving because they can't keep up with the constantly changing <clears throat> communist dictator laws that they have to put up with. So companies are realizing that, well, they're moving their stuff, their goods, their production back to North America. And it may not be America, America. Some of it is. Uh, a lot of it's Mexico. Some of it's moving to India. I'm a little mixed on that because it's at least it's not China, but it's still not here and it's not close. But they're realizing our safest bet in a really volatile world is to move it close. That's a good, that's a good thing. That's silver lining. Anyway, here's the fun thing. The last. Where is everybody? The last. The last. It's not the end of the world. There's all the time I need and all the time I want. The last person on earth. I miss the noise, you know? I thought I was going to be alone again. There's time now. Ooh, man, I was all over the place, wasn't it? So let's focus in on this show. You heard the little opening there. That's because I personally, Ryan Wiggins, am the host of this show. And one of my hobbies is seeking out last person on earth movies and TV shows. Now, those are hard to find. You look mostly in the post-apocalyptic genre, but you can find them all over the place. I found a five out of five. It's called Why the Last Man. Not Y-W-H-Y, but the letter Y, as in the Y chromosome, The Last Man. So this is a comic book series, a graphic novel series. It's been around for a while. It's been pretty popular. Um, Similar to Walking Dead, they made it into a TV show. Walking Dead became immensely popular. Why the Last Man is now a show on Hulu. and I think it's actually originally on FX, but Hulu carries it if you stream. And I'm enjoying it. Uh, To some extent, it's got some politics. Let me get into that in a second. But as far as just being Last Man on Earth goes... There are not that many scenes where you have last person on earth. You have last man on earth. And that's why I call it last person on earth. Because, and it's not to be like more gender inclusive. It's to, it's to be more accurate because a lot of these things, they, they might have the last man on earth, as in this case, but there's lots of women. So it doesn't really count if, if you still have a highly populated earth, you just have less of one gender, right? Um, that's the case with this show. You do have some of what I call the uh, empty city scenario where people are picking around in a metropolis. I love that those kinds of scenes where you have a big city that should be bustling and lots of people everywhere and there's nobody there and you have one person walking down the street and weeds are growing everywhere i love that stuff so you get a little bit of that in why the last man what i don't like about it and it does get a five out of five for that reason um but it's also the first episode seemed like they were treating politics pretty fairly which i was surprised at and then every episode after that the Republicans are just awful. The Republicans are the bad guys. And I shouldn't be surprised, other than that I was pleasantly surprised with the first episode. Every episode after that, it's like the the, the Republicans, no matter what they do, they're always conniving. And the, the Democrats are the good guys. And it's it's unfortunate to see. It's hard to look past, actually, because it's that in your face. So anyway, I recommend it if you like the genre, like I do. 
last person on earth. I don't recommend it if you don't like being trashed <clears throat> and talked down to and made to look like an idiot. <laughs> because that's what they do to Republicans in most of the things. I'm only about halfway through the first season. We'll see if it changes, and I'll keep you updated. More Wiggins America right around the corner. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Modelo. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks for being here this morning. Wiggins America, 97.1 FM Talk. So, a couple things to get to here. I want to leave you with a bit of a look forward. We've been doing that this hour. Looking forward to 2022 and what it holds. Talked in the first segment a little bit about Kristen Cinema and also Joe Manchin, of course, having pretty much all the cards. Uh, 2022 is going to look like what they decide it's going to look like. And so far, that's good because they're holding the line. Um, it looks like Manchin is definitely holding the line on spending. Cinema is holding the line on not getting rid of the filibuster, which means. They're not really going to be able to do much in Congress with a Democrat president, Democrat Congress, for another year. And uh, that's that's pretty much all they can do is spend money. So if uh, don't be surprised if we see more spending this year. I'm not saying we won't. I just don't know that we're going to see the Build Back Better socialism push uh, to get everybody on government uh, funding somehow. And uh, uh, But we will probably see more spending. So I, I'm just saying, looking forward to 2022, that's kind of a general thing. But here's something interesting as far as the elections and the way the country feels about 2022, which I think is important. Now, I wrote an article about this. It's at WigginsAmerica.com. It's also at 971talk.com. If you go to my little section there, the Wiggins America section at 971talk.com, You'll see this article if you you know get lost in what we're talking about here. But I focused on some polls, specifically from one polling agency called Trafalgar. Talked about this a little bit on the Annie Fry Show this week, too, if you heard that. Um, he, the guy that runs Trafalgar, I think that's his last name, he is very, very accurate and has been for several cycles. And it's really, that's... That's the point is what's your track record? Because then we know going forward, you're the most accurate. doesn't mean uh, past success does not guarantee future success, but it's a good barometer. So Trafalgar has been very, very good. And even in the most recent elections, because you're only as good as your last one, right? Uh, He predicted or they predicted, depending on how we're talking about them as an organization or a guy, that Glenn Youngkin would win in Virginia. Almost nobody predicted that. Polls did have it tightening toward the end, but he had it right up until, so about two weeks beforehand, he had them tied. The day of the election or right before it, he had Youngkin winning by about one and a half points. 
Well, that ended up being really, really close to what it was. And significantly, nobody else had that. That stands out to me, and that's somebody I want to watch. And I love polls. If you listen to any of our shows or me on them, you know that I love polls because they indicate where things are at if they're accurate, which most are not anymore. So that's why I focus on the ones that have a good track record. So he also predicted that Phil Murphy, the Democrat, would win New Jersey, but by a lot less than people thought. Jack Citarelli would do a lot better than people thought. I think he had it within three points. That ended up being almost spot on, too. So, again, the dude's good. They're really good. So I like to look at them to see a number of things. Where's the country stand on issues and what looking ahead will next elections look like? So here's a couple that he talks about. The first question, how do you think Joe Biden is handling his job? 59% disapprove, 36% approve. So almost 60% of voters disapprove of the way Joe Biden is handling his job and only 36% approve. That's bad. In fact, I've said in my head, I don't know if I've ever tweeted this out or ever said it on air. Joe Biden is the unity candidate, right? He's he's followed through with that promise. He has unified the country in a greater way than any president in recent memory has against him. His disapproval ratings are so high. They're higher than Trump's. that He's actually done a better job of unifying the country than anybody else. But it's against him. Uh, Next question. Build back better. Is it helpful or hurtful to the economy? 52% say it's hurtful, but only 38% say helpful. Then there's a big chunk in the middle there that doesn't know. They don't know. So that one's underwater pretty bad too. What's your opinion? And so, by the way, I say this too, because the talking point is this is what the American people want. Joe Biden will say that. Chuck Schumer will say that. Nancy Pelosi will say that. It's just a lie. (laughs) It's just a straight up lie. Uh, unless they're picking one of their favorite polls. And I'm not doing that right now. You can say, Wiggins, you're picking your favorite poll. No, I'm not. I'm picking the ones with the best track record. They're cherry-picking polls. What is your opinion on Omicron? Should we shut things down? How should we treat it, basically? 69%, almost 70% of the country says no more dancing around the stuff. No more mandates, no more lockdowns, no more nothing. And they even broke it out to... Well, if you think it's a problem versus if you think it's it's not a problem, what would you say? Even people who think it, even if it is a problem, people are saying, no, don't do that anymore. Only 30% say, yeah, we should lock down the country and mandates. So all of these issues, obviously, are the side Republicans are on uh, is the, the wins at your back, right, with these polls. So let's look at... With that in mind, swing state polls. So how's the country going to vote in the next election? So Trafalgar is only focusing because it takes a lot of money and a lot of energy to do these polls. Because you got to talk to thousands of people and then you got to wait it and all this stuff. It takes energy and it takes money. So they are focusing their resources on only two states. Follow me here. This is interesting. Nevada and New Hampshire. Those typically have not in the last few election cycles been swing states. They're still kind of in play, but they're not the states that decide things. We're talking about Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, the Rust Belt there, Georgia, these, Arizona, these are the states that are kind of deciding elections right now. Used to be Ohio and Florida. 
those have moved so far red that they don't I'm not saying they don't matter. I'm not saying a Democrat can't win those, Missouri included. But they're not the swing states anymore. Sorry to say. It's been historical. It's not anymore. Um, you would, Virginia is one, move very, very blue, but a Republican picked it up. So it's it's not impossible in the right environment for that to happen. So he's focusing, though, on Nevada and New Hampshire, which in and of itself is fascinating to me because those should not be seats that are in play. Here's where he has Nevada governor the Republican winning 46 to 40%. Nevada Senate, more important for us, because we're not in Nevada. The Republican senator who's running there, Laxalt, 44 to 41 for the Democrat Matzo. So if a Republican can pick off Nevada for the Senate, you're talking about a pretty big year. Now, New Hampshire, he's got the Democrats still winning the Senate race there pretty easily. But, interesting, he put Trump up against Biden or Harris. Trump wins New Hampshire in his, again, the most accurate polar. Trump wins that state 48 to 46, no matter who he's up against, Biden or Harris. That's very, very interesting. I think they have a popular Senate candidate there, so I don't know that that's going to be possible to take that one. But the fact that he's focusing on those two states is very interesting because it means that even the normal swing states, the Michigans, the Pennsylvanias, the Georgias right now, those states must be moving way further right than we think. Because if you're talking about states that typically have trended very blue and they're in play, that's saying something. Wow. Wiggins America. All right, I want to say this before we go today. I teased at the beginning of the show a little bit this. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying goodbye. I'm just saying see you later because this is my last show of the year uh, just because Christmas falls on a Saturday next year. And then I think it, it, unless the following the following Saturday may be the 31st or January 1st. Either way, I'll be there for that one. Uh, but just Christmas morning I won't be because we have a Christmas special, the Andy Fry Show Christmas special, which runs from Christmas Eve through the majority of Christmas Day. We invite you to be a part of that. You will hear me on that somewhat. Uh, but it's Annie. It's it's basically the whole crew on the Annie Fry Show putting that thing together. And it's music for your Christmas Day. So I'm teasing that. Hopefully you will tune in for part of that. And it can sort of bless you as you go about your day or do your gifts and stuff like that. Very, very few commercials in the Annie Fry Show Christmas special. Also, <clears throat> um, just... Looking forward to 2022 beyond political, I don't know where you stand on this. I just keep thinking, and this is personal to me, and let me know your thoughts, at Radio Wiggins on Twitter. You can contact me, WigginsAmerica.com, too, if you want to, or on Facebook. I really think that we're right in the middle of something big happening in the United States, and we get lost in it day to day because it's depressing to watch things go in a direction that's, you know, I mean, letting 2 million illegal immigrants across the border in less than a year, uh, spending $8 trillion, inflation's out of control, foreign, our, our foreign policy is a joke, <laughs> you know, China on the horizon, things like this, they're, they're not good, but 
I also think that we're, and, and when I say temporary, I mean years. So, so I'm not saying like looking forward to 2022 because everything's going to change in 2022. Hopefully it does. But I'm thinking, and this is just me again, <clears throat> I really feel like we're in the midst of some big thing that God's doing in this country and thereby the world. And I don't think we're going to see a whole lot of big changes in 2022. I do think at the end of the year, we're going to see a Republican wave like we, we may not be expecting. But that's not really the point. The point is, what's the future of America? <clears throat> and I I think that it's bright. I just think that we're in the dark right now. It's always darkest for the dawn, right? That darkness isn't necessarily going to leave quickly or soon. But having trouble voicing this. I think it will. And I hope that you have that hope too. Thanks for tuning in. See you in two weeks. Wiggins America. Get more at 971talk.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.